Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, a unique romance between two star-crossed lovers, awkward scenarios, fantastic artwork, shocked little sisters, and feeling yourself up in the morning. Listener discretion is advised. Sort of the Spark and Manga Review, some podcasts and very reviews about connecting the enhanced narratives. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, what's up? Yes, we're back for another fun-filled episode of this wonderful, lovely, and just marvelous podcast. And I'm actually surprised because this manga that I'm reviewing today is pretty awesome, and it's actually connected to the manga I talked about last episode. But I'm getting a little ahead of myself. If you're tuning in for the first time, welcome. Spark is a podcast that provides informative reviews about connecting the enhanced narratives. Every episode I'll talk about one to two manga titles and tell you the pros and cons about it, how the art style is, the characters are, and if it's worth investing your time in or not. You don't have to agree with anything that I and my co-hosts say, but we try to be entertaining, informative, educational, and non-biased as possible. Though sometimes bias does have a big factor in it, especially if the manga is terrible or if it's amazing. You can check out any of our earlier episodes and our review archive at www.spirken.com. You can email me personally at xan at spirekin.com. That's zan at spirekin.com. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, Stitcher, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, Player.fm, the PSN Network. And if you want to fight me on the Switch Network, Zan Spirekin, that's my ID. And if you really want to be awesome, follow us on these social platforms. And if you see us or if you actually see me at a con, definitely tag me in a post and I will be so happy. Also, spread the podcast. It's really a lot of fun. I try my best to be entertaining as possible. Now, with that in mind, if you remember from the last episode, I spun that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga, and it detailed to be there reviewing a manga that is very closely related to the manga from last episode. I spun a manga that actually was written by Makoto Shinkai, and it was drawn or illustrated by Ranmaru Kotone. came out originally in 2016, released over here last year, 2017, there are three volumes, is an adaptation of a novel which was turned into a movie, and the name for it is Kimi no Nawa, or Your Name. Now, if you have not seen the Your Name property, I highly recommend it. The film is astounding, it is beautiful, it is unique and different, and also the novel is 
very successful and very intriguing as well. But the manga is a very unique adaptation of this great story about two individuals who find themselves in a very precarious situation. Now, our main characters are Taki and Mitsuha, two high schoolers who live on two polar opposite parts of Japan. Taki lives in Tokyo, and he's a high school boy who's putting himself through life working at a restaurant, and he's trying to find his identity, and he's not really comfortable with who he is. On the other hand, you have Mitsuha, a girl who lives in Itomari, a very small rural town, who she is being trained to be a Miko, shrine maiden, and she actually performs ceremonies where she creates special, very significant ropes, and she creates Kuchikami Zaki, which is the old-school-fashioned Saki, which if you remember our episode where we talked about uh, Moyashiman, to make that type of liquor, you have to put the rice in your mouth, chew it, and then you spit it out, and your saliva actually makes the alcohol. Gross, but it's a thing that was done back in the day. And the crux of this story, the whole reason why this story exists, is that these two characters discover that they are switching places. Not physically switching places, but their spirits and their minds are going to the other person's body. So it opens up where Mitsuo is saying, I wish that I was a boy. Life here sucks. I hate being in this rural town. I want to live somewhere exciting, fascinating. Make me a boy in Tokyo. And she wakes up and she suddenly starts feeling her boob parts. And it turns out that Taki is inhabiting her body. And on the other hand, in Tokyo, Mitsuo is inhabiting Taki's body hilarity ensues where they don't remember where each other lives their family members they're like saying who are you well, who am i where am i supposed to go and it leads to a lot of funny scenarios eventually they discover that they are switching bodies and realize it's not just a dream and they end up leaving notes for each other through various ways and giving each other rules like listen don't spend my money on sweets i don't make enough money well i don't care you can't go into girls locker rooms or you can't change don't look at my clothes at all don't be a pervert uh don't use feminine words. Try to be masculine. And it just goes back and forth. And these two end up falling in love with each other. Not because they know each other. Because they're in a romance and they are dating. It's no, they're living each other's lives. So who could know you better than someone who literally is stepping in your shoes? And at first it's not even really implied that. Because Taki has a co-worker who he really kind of likes. And she likes him. But the crazy part is that the girl whose name is Mika Okudera, or Okudera-senpai, likes Taki when Mitsuha's in the driver's seat. Because Mitsuha is very feminine, is nice, and it's funny seeing this guy, you know, sewing up a tear in a skirt and putting nice little flowers and nice little stitch work. And she's like, oh yeah, it's really cool. And they end up getting a weird kind of three-way relationship, which is very bizarre, but you also see that they actually do, they are falling in love with each other. I mean, eventually, Okudera-san and Taki go on a date, and she's like, at first, when we first met, I thought you liked me, and you do like me, but it seems like you like someone else. And you can see he's fallen in love with Mitsuo with everything that's going on. Also, something interesting is that a uh, term that keeps coming up, I brought it earlier when I talked about the actual title of the episode, is Kawataradoki, or it's also translated as Taso Garadoki. And that is the magic hour. It's the part of the evening when it's neither afternoon nor night, when the boundaries of the human world become faint, and at this time, 
humans can meet otherworldly beings. Sometimes you can't see them and you can't confirm that who they are, but they are there. And this is a big thing in this world because of the magic hour. Worlds blend and maybe later in the manga, they could see each other during this weird time, this one second. Very similar to the movie Lady Hawk, where you know one turns to a hawk, one turns to a wolf, depending on night or day. But it's that twilight period when you can see, they can see each other for that one moment. And that's very similar to this. Not to go too far into spoiler territory, but I kind of stop at the plot at this point. All the characters are very well developed and very intriguing. Besides Taki and Mitsuwa, you have a cast of characters who are dealing with the fact that their two friends and family members are acting weird. You have Yosuha, who is Mitsuwa's little sister, who keeps walking in every other day because it seems like the switch happens every other day. She walks in, waking up her sister, and her sister's feeling herself up every morning, and she's like, what the hell's going on there? Then you have her friends, which are uh, Teshi, uh, Katsuhiro Teshigara, and Sayaka Natori, who are two friends of Mitsuo, who act like a married couple. And Tessie's cool because he's a demolitions expert who that comes in real handy later. And Sayaka is just the best friend, and they're dealing with her, with this friend being in a very weird spot and wanting to be more than just the girl who lives in a very small town. Also, you have Mitsuo's father, who left the family to become a politician, and it's they have a very strained relationship. On the other side, with Taki, you have his father, who actually, and this is the thing with the manga, which is more interesting than the movie, is they actually develop their relationship more, where it's like, she is actually invested, Mitsu was invested in having Taki have a relationship with his dad. Like, he asks him questions, and he's like, I'm surprised you want to know more about me, son. And it's creating a very well dynamic one because it shows that she's looking for a father figure and this guy is the father figure of Taki and she can live vicariously through him and it's just a great sense of familiarity with that and he doesn't know he just knows his son is being more attentive and not just a zombie who's not talking to him who just shows up and leaves you also have his friends who they're just there to just kind of one's there who's will help him with anything the other one's just a smart ass and you have uh, Miss Okadera who she's a university student who notices that her coworker who likes her and she kind of likes him has a feminine side and she likes that feminine side and the interactions with the alternative selves makes this more intriguing because the thing is this story isn't just about two people who are swapping lives it's not just the freaky friday aspect it's about both of them wanted something different in their life they were longing for something it's, you know, they wanted either, they want to change their personality, they want to be somewhere else, they want a different way of life. Taki and Mitsu have this feeling of absence, which you could say is very saudate. I know I'm pronouncing it wrong, and I apologize to my Portuguese fans, but it's a word which only exists in Portuguese. And it's a word which kind of translates to this deep emotional state of nostalgia or profound melancholy longing for something that's absent or someone that they love. It's, I've talked about this in other podcasts before because it does come up a couple of times in manga. It's, it's, it's an interesting term and an interesting concept to put your head around. And that's what this series is doing with these characters. I mean, Mitsuwa is a country girl who wants a life in the big city. And then Taki is the city boy who's got this memory that's nagging him because 
he keeps remembering something that he can't remember. It's just it's there, but it's, it keeps bothering him. And this longing for love, inclusion, to regain that memory, it's a very understated but powerful emotion which compels the story along. And it's so intriguing and amazing, I've got to say. Now, the art style is very, very Makoto Shinkai. It is very five centimeters per second. It is very Garden of Words, which we talked about last week. And one thing I completely forgot. Mitsuwa's English teacher, Yukari Yukino, is the main character from Garden of Words. It's the lady that kept showing up in the garden drinking beer. So it's a nice little nod to that other world. Also very... Interesting that I reviewed that last time and then this one this time. This is kind of a nice little callback. I was like, hey, I know her. She looks very familiar. At first, I didn't realize it. Then I, I looked up further. I'm like, oh, my God, it is her. Holy shit. Makes it a little bit more interesting. It makes Makoto Shinkai's universe a little bit more of a shared universe, even though a lot of stuff I don't think really did happen. I don't think that Voices of a Distant Star is happening in this universe. She and her cat I could see in this universe. Uh, that's another one, which, well, there I am leaving a little bit of spoilers with other stuff. But anyway, 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 anyway. So with that in mind, the art style is amazing. It is very different than Garden of Words. Obviously, it's a different artist. But this artist does an amazing job capturing the world of Makoto Shinkai, and it looks astonishing. It's not as photorealistic as the movie, but it does a great justice. So now, Yen Press, their release of this is going to be three volumes, and I've got to say, I am digging this so much. I am loving what Yen Press is doing with this, and I'm happy that this is getting a release. Now, with that in mind, should I, I should talk about the movie. I'm going to actually be reviewing the movie with Greta soon, we're going to do a review of your name. And also, in that review, I think we're going to talk a little bit about the elephant in the room, which is the adaptation that J.J. Abrams is going to be doing of this film. So, well, with that in mind, I think that I should get to the actual review. And I'm going to be giving this manga, Your Name, Kimi no Nawa, by Makoto Shinkai, a really, really, really fucking cool. If you don't read this now, your brain will freeze, your eyes will swell up, and your soul will be forfeit to the great Zomo Gustar. It is a great slice of life series that just, it's a great story. It is a feel good story. It is a little bit of Freaky Friday meets Lake House meets. Well, I can't think of the third thing it is based on, but it just, it fits. It's a great story, it is romantic, it is intriguing, and it is just a great story itself. Definitely check it out. Don't agree with me? Email me, zanspocket.com, tell you what you think. And also, one thing I'd like to ask you is, here's the question of the day. Now, if you had this situation happen where you woke up in another person's body, a person of the opposite sex, would you touch yourself if you swapped with someone else? Part of me is like, the first time, yeah, I'd be like, oh my god, I have different body parts. But after a while, I think that novelty would end. And I'd be like, uh, okay, I've been doing this enough. It's just my body. I swapped again. I think that's what I would do. 
But let me know what you think. Zayatspark.com. I'll leave a note in the show notes. In the on the website, www.spark.com. It's also a Facebook site, so you have to have your Facebook logged in. But I highly recommend leave us some notes. Now, with that in mind, let's get to that part you've all been waiting for. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about that one. That only. The Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except for Subsidio. What is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on it. And each slot has a manga title attached to it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to spin that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga. So whatever number it lands on, that's reviewing the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review, episode 264. I'm excited. I'm going to think it's going to be really fun and really cool. And, well, I don't know. It's going to be a blast. So anyway, that mind. Let's spin and see what we're going to review in the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review. Number seven. <coughs> Sorry, I was holding that in. Number seven. So, in the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review, I'm going to be reviewing a manga which is called Complex Age. Honestly, I just saw this cover at Kinakuya and picked it up. I haven't even looked at it yet. Uh, well, hopefully it's going to be a good book. It looks actually kind of decent. It's got an interesting design for it. And I should read the back copy, but like I said, I picked up a bunch of mangas in Kinakuya, so I have a bunch of things to review. Anyway, so I guess that's it for this week. And tonight I'm probably releasing the review for Black Panther, which I got to admit, I think it's going to be a good movie. We're going to find out when I watch it. I'll let you guys definitely know. Uh, with that in mind, this is your host Zan for Spark and Not Manga Review saying I'm Gonzville. I'll catch you guys next time. See ya. <laughs>
て手に入れたおもちゃも部屋の隅っこに今転がってる叶えたい夢も今日で100個できたよたった一つといつか交換故障「僕を追い越したんだよ」